If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. You've probably heard that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. Today, I want to encourage you to stop and reflect for a moment. Who are you actually spending your time with? Are these supportive, encouraging people that are motivated action takers and that share a common dream to live a life that's full and fulfilled? Or are they more unhappy, unmotivated, and stuck and pulling your energy, energy, energy vampires, as we like to say, or are they somewhere in, in the middle? Either way, whoever you surround yourself has a, has a ripple effect on the results in your life. So the good news is that surrounding yourself with high achieving, motivated, happy people that, that are moving toward the best version of themselves will affect you and accelerate your success. How do I know this? I've been running mastermind groups for over eight years now, and I see it day in and day out. The most important element of your success is who you surround yourself with. So what are you doing about that? And that's the whole point of this show, listening to people that have a different perspective, people that are successful, people that maybe you want to get to know and reach out to, and give you their contact information. However, when you're ready to truly start your path toward financial freedom and fulfillment in your life, then find out what mastermind fits for you. All you have to do is to go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. Jump on a call with one of my directors of opportunity and then find out if it's a fit for you. Hey, welcome to another session of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. My name is Rock Thomas and I am your whole life millionaire host. And in this session, we are going to look at a unique portion of our life called mindfulness. If you think about the fact that we are all living in a culture where there's a tremendous amount of competition trying to get our attention, and it's so important where you put your attention because what you focus on makes you feel that particular element, that emotion, and is the quality of your life. So it's pretty cool if you get a chance to talk to a mindfulness consultant and the creator of the top-ranked iTunes podcast, mindfulness mode. He is hired by companies to improve corporate culture by replacing stress and anxiety with team spirit and self-respect. As a result of his trainings, employees' sick times go down, general wellness goes up, profits increase, production is better, and Bruce's extensive background for over a decade in bully prevention equips him through mindfulness to inspire employees to replace self-bullying and self-judgment behaviors, by the way, which we all do at a very high level, I'm pretty sure you can agree to that, with cooperation and self-respect. So let's get to my mindfulness conversation with Bruce Langford. Welcome to the podcast, Bruce. I'm so blessed to have you here. Hey, Rock. Thanks for inviting me on the show. I'm really excited. You have a terrific show, and I applaud you for all your work that you're doing on this podcast. It's just great. 
Well, thanks so much. We are bringing thought leaders like yourself to the audience of entrepreneurial spirited individuals. And I think, you know, this is maybe a little bit of shift of gears for a lot of people, but highly useful. There was years I didn't do meditation and I used to think meditation was a waste of time and I would be sitting there going, when is this over? I could be doing something else. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have that voice and maybe you can help lend some advice to how to manage that voice today. I'm sure that that's going to be part of our conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, my clients just are so grateful once they get into that mode of actually having meditation as part of their life and, and they get more focused and more grounded and they're able to actually identify their mindset issues and make transitions so that they can move forward more successfully in their life. So we're going to get to your background, but I think you're a Michael, Michael Singer fan, yes? Yes, I am. That's right. Yeah, I love his books. When I read The Surrender Experiment, I had like this epiphany and then our whole, we got our whole tribe to read it and everybody was like in this surrender mode and allowing and just, it's just a fascinating concept because most of us are trying to control things. Would you agree with that? Yes, I certainly would. And that's, that's the one thing that people are challenged with is how to let go. First of all, they don't realize a lot of times that that's the key is letting go. But once, once people learn that, then the next thing is, okay, how do I actually achieve that? Yes. So usually when people are, you know, choosing a mode, like for me, I help people get out of the rat race because I worked very hard for many years and then lost everything. And I, I looked back and I thought, had I had some advice, some counsel, I could have hung on to a lot of things, but I didn't know how to manage it. And I wasn't keeping an eye on my dashboard. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't like the concept of people working most of their life, wasting their time. So it's a pain that I experienced and now I help other people. I don't think you ended up in this mindfulness without some kind of experience you went through. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I definitely did go through some challenges. Yeah, when I was when I was a kid, life was challenging. I I had a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and I I really struggled at that time. And I I turned to music. Music was what got me through that, and I just really absolutely loved playing music and composing music and it was just so much of a part of my life i knew i wanted to have that as a big part and and then later i moved toward getting education and getting a music degree and becoming a music teacher and doing everything i could to let music be that central focus in my life and then later i realized that i could really help a lot of other people through the music that i had had learned and so I I really felt for kids that were being bullied once I became a music teacher I saw that you know man this was just a terrible situation and I thought hey maybe I could do something to help a lot more kids than just the students in my own school so I ended up writing a musical program and taking it on the road and and I did versions of that for 10 years and uh, ended up presenting for you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, you know, people in audiences all over. And so that was very rewarding. And so from doing that, I realized that, wow, if I could, if I could just teach people mindfulness and what that really means and how it can change your life, then bullying would no longer be an issue. 
you know, if teachers understood it, if students understood it. So I started working more and more in the mindfulness space and helping people get grounded and focused. And so that's been very rewarding as well. I'd like to unpack a little bit the bullying situation because I, I think that it happens in schools, but it also even happens in businesses and in life and in families and brothers and sisters and stuff like that. I know I experienced it. Would you like to comment on that? Do you have a feeling as to where that the genesis of that is, why people feel the need to do that? Yeah, absolutely. And it, you're right, it happens everywhere. It happens in business, families, for sure. And I think the thing is like, people become so ego focused and we we just start operating from that place of ego and we we can't see anything else we can't we can't see other people's perspective we start losing empathy for other people and and we just start driving forward based on what our ego is telling us and our ego is not always our friend. I mean, it's looking out to protect us, but that's that's not always uh, the best benefit to us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been taught by some people to sort of befriend your ego, thank your ego for protecting you, and then sometimes say to it, okay, like a, a guard dog trying to protect you from, you know, a nice person. Sometimes it's like down boy, down ego. You, you're, you don't need to exercise your muscle here. We're safe. We're okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. A lot of times it is like that. Hey, just back off. You know, I got right. this. Yeah. And, you know, you have to, you have to have inner confidence mm -hmm. in order to move forward and understand when the ego needs to, to back off a little. Now, is there any confusion in your work with some people that go down the path of mindfulness and being calm and patient and forgiving with a sense of giving up power or strength? Yes, a lot of times people feel threatened by that. That's a, that's a huge fear people have. They, they don't understand that, that they can back off and let go and you know, still have what they want in life, still have contentment and peace because a lot of people don't really understand what will truly give them contentment and peace in life. So eight years ago, I started a tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people that choose to lead epic lives and don't apologize for being awesome. And we do adventure trips around the world and we get together. And one of the things we do on our trips, which is every trip, every day we get up, we meditate together. Wherever we are, we could be in Norway, we could be in Machu Picchu, what have you. Then we do yoga, which to me is the, the type A personality's way of becoming more mindful. And, and then we start off our day. Tell us a little bit about what are some of the practices you help people do in order to become more mindful. Yeah, I help people, uh, first of all, understand the value of meditation and understand that meditation is not always the same thing to each person. It's okay. a different thing to different people, depending on how you live your life and what feeds you. It could be that meditation for you is a form of walking meditation. Okay. Meditation is very often something that involves nature or 
you know, meditation can just take on so many different forms. So I teach people that how do they can, they can find where they need to be. And that's one of the things I teach in, in a training that I, that I offer people. I've, I've got a free training and we start with be who you're meant to be. And let's examine who that is and where you're at. And that's the first place to start because it can really help people begin to get grounded. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, I have heard from different teachers that we put on these masks at different stages of our life. And around seven years old or so, we get bullied at school and we realize that being vulnerable and open or shy, what have you, doesn't work. So we put on these different masks. And then around 14, we put on another mask and more aggressive and we become maybe, you know, cannons come out and we attack people. How do you help people get back to who they truly are when we've really learned how to have several masks? I know for myself, um, I learned how to stand tall and look like I was fearless when I walked into the cafeteria at my high school because I changed a lot of schools. And I, I knew that walking in with my shoulders down, looking sheepish, trying to find a place, I was immediately looked at as weak. So I pretended, even though inside I was trembling. So I've learned to, you know, throughout my life, stand tall and look like I'm fearless in order to protect my, my inner ego and that insecurity that I had. And I feel like I have so many different masks I could put on that how do you help people get to discover who they truly are when we've spent a lifetime finding ways to protect ourselves and not be our authentic self? Well, one of the things I do is I help people rediscover their creative self, their creative side, because a lot of times that's what one of those masks is, is pushing that away. And we all have a creative side and that creative side can help us understand who we really are and who we're meant to be. And but if we push it away and we hide it and we use that mask to pretend that it doesn't exist, then that doesn't serve us. So I help people discover that and they can discover that through just re and rediscovering nature and through meditation, like I mentioned already. And one of the ways is just by me being a good listener and I just open up to people and invite them to communicate with me so that I can listen to what is going on and I can bounce it back. I can be your mirror. And that can really help people as well in order to, to, to kind of shed those masks and get back to who they really are. Is that a bit therapeutic, like really listening to people and, and allowing them to, to be validated? Well, some say it is, and I will certainly make it very clear. I'm not any kind of a therapist or a psychologist or anything like that, but people do find it can be very therapeutic. Yes. Yeah. So how do people work with you? Do they work one-on-one? -on -one? Do you have groups? Do you, what is the modalities that you use? Yeah, I work with people one-on-one -on -one, and that's, that's the, okay. the way that I prefer to, to do it. And, uh, yeah, like I mentioned this training earlier that I've put together, StandUpNowBlueprint.com. And I just really help people stand up to be 
the person they're supposed to be. And that can be very powerful for people and, and help them to transition in their lives and move forward. And, and to, I help them shake off their inner bully, which is all about mindset. And that inner bully can be just really a detriment to people and can sidetrack them. And, and it's, it's a voice that can be so damaging to people. So I help, help deal with that. Why do you think we do that, Bruce, that we, we for years beat ourselves up, even though it doesn't seem to really work? Well, it goes back to ego. And that ego is trying to protect us, it thinks, but the ego doesn't always serve us, like I already said. And, and uh, so that ego is responsible for sending all kinds of uh, wrong communication and, and lies, really that uh, can really stop us in our tracks. And, and that's why I define it as an inner bully that is completely, uh, completely stopping you from achieving some of the great things that you were born to achieve. Yeah, I've never heard it put that way, inner bully, but I really like that because I, I, tell, I say in some of my trainings to people, if you would talk to yourself like you talk to your dog, if you have one, right? And you're yes. a good parent. Yes. How do most people talk to their dog? Oh, you're so cute. You did a little poo poo. You're a good little boy. <laughs> Come here, baby. I love you so much. Oh my God, you're the best in the world. And we lavish praise on these animals. And then they wag their tail and then we lavish more. And then we go and do something. And I play a lot of sports, golf or whatever with different people and myself included and other people curse at themselves and and admonish themselves over and over you stupid idiot you should know and better than to swing that shot in that way you do that every time you fool you and a lot more colorful expressions right yeah and over and over and i i say to myself imagine now talking to a dog your dog that way in front of friends people would look at you aghast at like dude what's the matter with you that's Yet right. somehow most humans have this inner bully that they haven't tamed. Yeah, that's right. And the first step is just to notice it. Listen, listen for those voices. And then when you do, you know, make a note to yourself, hey, I got to stop this. This is not productive. This is not helping me. It's not serving me. And so, yeah, once you can make a change and stop those inner bully voices, you can really soar ahead and make a big difference in this world. Now, <clears throat> once once people become aware of this, I think I was reading some of the stuff you write is that we are not actually that voice. We yeah, are the right. observer of that voice. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we start to believe that is us. We start to believe that that voice is truly who I am. And like you said, it's not. That, that voice is not who I am. That voice is not serving me. And you just have to come to believe that and understand that, that, that you can change that voice and become a person who decides what voice you want to listen to. And that can make all the difference. So who is that voice? What is that voice? Well, I believe that voice comes from our ego, comes from that place where it's trying to protect us, 
but it is not really looking out for our greatest good. And that's why we have to, as humans, make the decision to stand up for ourselves, stand up for what we want to achieve, stand up for the good we want to do in the world and move forward and just say no to that inner bully. Now, can you, would you recommend to people that they have affirmations or anything like that to reprogram that voice sometimes? Yes, affirmations can be very positive. Affirmations can help immensely because we're so used to hearing those repeated voices over and over and over again that if once we start to notice them, then we can replace those inner voices with positive affirmations that can make a, a powerful difference in your life. So I very much believe in affirmations. What are some of your favorite? Do you have anything off the top of your head? Well, I love what you teach. You know, when you say uh, what follows I am is what will serve you. And uh, so I, I love to have affirmations that are based around confidence and based around gratitude, based around serving others. Gratitudes which talk about fear and forgiveness, because I believe that if I'm willing to face my fears and move forward through them with confidence that that will give me strength and ability to achieve what I want in life. So my affirmations are based around some of those aspects of my journey. Would you say that part of your I am statements is I am a musician? It is exactly. Yes, yes I am a musician. Yes. And what do you play? I play piano, but I play a lot of other instruments too because I taught music in a school for a long time. So mm -hmm. I play saxophone. I play lots of different interesting instruments, accordion and uh, uh, drums, you know, some better than others. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert at all of them, that's for sure. But I, I really enjoy just living in the moment and just having fun with music and allowing it to, to serve me and others. So for those of you that can't see Bruce's face, when he talked about being a musician, his face lit up. He, he, he almost was just relaxed and, and, and really went into that happy place. One of the things I think, Bruce, that most people don't really ever get a chance to do is to develop their hobbies. They get so busy working, raising a family, paying the bills, getting on the treadmill of life. and. And then that, like you said, that artist part of themselves, the creative side of themselves gets pushed, pushed aside, pushed aside for the things that are supposed to happen. And then people wake up in their 40s or 50s and they're like, oh, I'm going to take painting up or maybe I'm going to, you know, take that, that uh, improv class or something like that, seeking because that voice is finally coming through. Have you had that experience as well? Oh, yeah, Rock. I, I really agree with you there. Now, fortunately, I've been able to integrate creativity into my life for, you know, most aspects of my life. Lucky. So, yeah, I am lucky. I mean, it was really a, uh, it was really a decision that I made, mm -hmm. you know, that I, I wanted to incorporate music when I became a music teacher. And then when I wanted to help other people with bullying and with their inner mindset, I thought, how can I integrate music? Because not only does it help me to learn and, and have passion for what I want, but I know that it will work for other people too. So that's why I wanted to integrate music into my life. And I also wanted to integrate activity because I wanted to, 
have as healthy body as possible and be active and move and not have to do that as an afterthought, but to mm -hmm. integrate it into my work. So that's, that's what I did with that as well. That's beautiful. I think it's Mark Twain that said that there's two important days in your life, the day you're born and the day that you discover why. And when you can really lean into the things that light you up and give you purpose and meaning and fulfill you, um, it's, it's a beautiful gift. I think I say to people, we can't all be Justin Bieber. He grew up not too far from you. Yes. And you're you know, 14 years old and you're playing music all the time and that's what you want to do and that's what makes you feel good. And you're not forced to answer emails and do stuff that regular people have to do. And you go down this other path. Um, it's a blessing. So now, we talked before, you have a gift for our listeners, something that can maybe um, help them become a little bit more mindful. You want to tell us a little bit about that as we wind up the, the call today? Yeah, thank you, Rock. Thank you for that. Yes, I have a training <clears throat> that is called stand up now blueprint and it's at this it's at standupnowblueprint.com and it's it just consists of five pillars of uh training that i can help you with and i've talked a little bit about some of them shaking off your inner bully and being who you're meant to be and there's a few others too that can just really make a difference make a powerful difference in your life making a game plan is a really important aspect of how you can move forward. So, so yeah, just go to standupnowblueprint.com and, and you can uh, take advantage of that free training. Well, thank you so much, Bruce. We'll have, of course, all of that in the show notes so that people can click on the link, et cetera. And um, I want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast and remind everybody that the words that follow I am follow you. So choose those words wisely and maybe add to it that I am mindful uh, to your affirmations, if that's something that feels right. Bruce, do you want to um, wrap us up with one of your favorite quotes? Yeah, I, uh, I really appreciate, uh, just a second here, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it the one from Michael Singer that you like? Yeah, I, I really like Michael Singer. There is nothing more important, more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice in your mind. You are the one who hears it. Yes. Is that one of them? Yes, that is. Yes. I'm just jotting it down because I don't have it committed to memory, but there's nothing more important than true growth. Than realizing you are not the voice of the mind and realizing you. you are the one who hears it michael a singer michael a singer is the author of untethered soul and the surrender experiment two fantastic books that i think that bruce and i would both recommend for you that's right so bruce thank you so much for joining us on this version of uh, the podcast i look forward to seeing my listeners on the next podcast if you like this podcast or any other one please subscribe and write us a review bruce thank you so much for joining us from uh, canada on this uh, beautiful day and thank you so much for what you do rock and thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it all right god bless right bye now bye So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us.
on the next episode.